Hello to everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two? Documentary Looking things up With interviews You could have Musical analysis You could have In-depth Up-to-date news Instead you tune in here Jewishish Why not forget the name you better forget Jewishish. This will be your ignominy. Oops, what happened there? Something came with. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. Anyway, but uh, you know what day it is? Murray. Here, yeah, come back and say your thing that you say. No, but that's not now. That's later in the show you say that. Oh, golf. You say this. Golf. Who said it is? Say this part. If golf corresponding was an Olympic sport, the world would be on fire. No, come on. Thucydides Johnson Thucydides would win the Johnson gold every time, gold. and here he is. How are you, Thucydides? I am doing very well. How are you doing? Good. I got to turn off the bangles here. Hang on a sec. That opening uh, segment was my favorite so far. Really? You like that? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, 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 I did enjoy it. Yeah. So, so tell us about the golf, because it's Monday and that's what you do. Well, you probably saw it all, but I'm gonna t I'm gonna remind you. Yeah, thank you. Cameron Champ fended off significant dehydration and shot his way to a bogey-free 66 on Sunday. Was significant dehydration the other player who was in the playoff? Um, no playoff this year, this time. Oh, okay. But, but on the 15th hole, he was look he was looking pretty green. I see. Okay. Turns out Gatorade saved him, so very good commercial for Gatorade should be coming up here. Okay. Um, shot his way to a bogey-free 66 on Sunday, sealing the deal with a beautiful gap wedge that he spun back from 127 yards on the 18th green and won the 3M Open in Blaine, Minnesota, 
for his third career victory and first win in two years. Walking off the green, he covered his face with his cap during what appeared to be some spasmodic facial movements, but held it together during his post-game interview with Amanda Balionis. He said he thinks he's finally figured out how to balance golf with life. He says, I've always been a late bloomer. Cameron Champ, 3M Open Champ. Congratulations to him. And so instead of weeping this time, we had spasmodic facial movements behind the cap. Yeah, I think um, there was some heaving for a few seconds and then uh, and then he emerged um, still kind of twitching a little bit. But I can't say he cried. I don't know what happened behind that cap. Okay. So come come here, co-host number one. We're back onto the script. Another day, another Shohei Atani bomb, his 35th homer of the season. He also stole his 13th base. Why are they bothering to have the Olympics in Japan? The man is a one-man Olympics. But there is an Olympics, and Janie Reed from San Diego is the starting left fielder and number two hitter for the U.S. softball team. Unfortunately, when she gets back from Japan, her husband won't be home. The Tampa Bay Rays claimed him off waivers from the L.A. Dodgers and shipped him off to their AAA team in Durham, North Carolina. That, doesn't that seem like a bummer? You go over to Japan for the Olympics and you come back and your husband has been shipped to North Carolina? You should be over there with it. Every Olympics, the U.S. men's team dominates the basketball. Not this year. France beat them in their first game. Evan Fournier hit a three-pointer with a minute left to give France the lead. And on their next possession, the U.S. took five shots and sunk none of them, including three consecutive wide-open three-point shots. Now the U.S. may have to beat Iran and the Czech Republic to advance. Come in here and in other news. You don't have to. I was yeah, say that. But now I don't get to. No, I you, yeah, I said come on in because it's time spent. All right, now it's your story. Rita Marley celebrated her 75th birthday yesterday by playing an online concert and by announcing a new scholarship that specifically is specifically directed at young women and single mothers, which will go to one student enrolled at the Women's Center of Jamaica and two students from the University of Texas. Happy birthday, Rita Marley. A new study by Swedish researchers in the Journal of Industrial Technology found that Swedish men are responsible for 16% more greenhouse gases than Swedish women, largely because of higher expenditures on cars and gasoline, although I would think methane would also be a thing. Is it, was it only Swedish? I thought yeah, it was, it was only Swedish. Study. No, it no. turns out it was a Swedish thing. Oh, that's yeah, I don't think the Swedes necessarily a reliable indicator. No. I would assume American men are responsible for about 80% more. Yeah, exactly. yeah. In Star Wars The Last Jedi, a Resistance fighter notifies Poe Dameron that Snoke has tracked the Resistance ship the Radis even when it has jumped to light speed. As soon as, as, soon as she passed on that information to Poe, the Radis is destroyed. That resistance fighter was portrayed by an actress named Michaela Culp, who since received four Emmy nominations for an HBO Max series she wrote and starred in called I May Destroy You. This week, Variety reported that Cole has joined the cast of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is filming in Atlanta and is due for release a year from now. Isn't that a nice Star Wars and uh, Marvel connection? Yeah. I thought I you would like that. I thought this ship was named the Radis, because that's named after a general who fought in um, the battle And now it's time for Murray Monday. Murray. Okay. So, um, oh, you got to read your thing. Here, as our listeners know. 
As our listeners know and have come to resent, every Monday we celebrate the people who aren't the desktop tell who endangered fruits and who are like cows with no legs, the people, Kisapel Murray. Have you got a Murray for us this evening, Thucydides? I have a Renaissance Murray that I think you're going to be very impressed with. We haven't had any Murrays from the 16th century before. This will be very exciting. I mean it as an adjective, not as a time. <laughs> we haven't had any adjectives before. <laughs> you, but, mean, but you, mean, you mean you mean you mean you picked you picked Murray-ish rather than an actual person? I have a, I have a person who has so many interests and talents. It's hard to believe. It's hard. It's hard to believe. It's all in one person. Please tell, tell us about, about it. Yes, please. I call her Jennifer Murray. She began fencing at the age of 12 years old in Huntington, Long Island, when she had to walk from middle school to the high school in order to practice. And within a couple of years, was told by her coach she had nothing further to teach her. So Murray went to New York City to train. There she trained with Hungarian fencing master and Olympian coach Miklos Barta. Murray won a national championship in foil and was ranked fourth in the country with points. She trained for the Olympics and earned a full scholarship to college. However, she did not compete in the Olympics because she says she got distracted and stopped training. Murray later returned to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs to get certified as a national level coach. She went back to coach her high school team and there won a national title. Murray then earned her master's degree in education and became a teacher eventually left teaching to open her own fencing school while she continued competing and eventually sold the school and promptly became a farmer. A new mom, a naturalist, an environmental educator, a wildlife rehabilitator, she had already been growing vegetables at home and raising chickens. She also felt a social responsibility to farm sustainably and to live in cohesion with the land. She became a poultry, sheep, pig, and vegetable farmer. It's amazing what, life's, what livestock does to the land, she said. They really heal the land and bring it back. In 2013, Murray moved to North Fork, Long Island, scaled back the farm to just poultry, and is raising Jen's hens on Turtleback Farm with plans to re-expand the farm again. She also opened, opened a new fencing school, East End Fencing Academy. You might think that between motherhood, a poultry farm, and a fencing academy, that Jennifer Murray can scarce, scarcely has time for hobbies. Peshaw. Murray's real passion, she said, Peshaw. 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 Her real passion is birds, and she is a practitioner of falconry. Wow. What Her other passion is oyster farming, which she practices on a small scale and hopes to add oysters to Turtleback Farms inventory. Her fencing school is open to adults and children. She teaches all three fencing weapons, as you probably know, saber, foil, and epée. She says France made, France made fencing a sport to stop the murderous dueling, and the original weapon was epée. Saber derived from cavalry and horseback, so it was a cutting weapon rather than a point weapon. Fencer, farmer, falconer, Educator, oyster woman, perhaps the renaissance, renaissancest Murray of them all, Jennifer Murray. Wow, that was fantastic. That, that got a wow from the producer. That was the first Murray ever to get a wow from and the I producer. Yeah, and for a change, co-host number one listened to the thing. That was amazing. 
What an extraordinary it's woman. Of Falconer. What? He's, she's a, she, he's a class, she's a class act. And there's a, there's an opening I just saw. I went to her, to her uh, website. There's a part-time opening for a coach at her academy. Really? You think? Yeah, she prefers someone with, with coaching and, and competing experience. But you might, if you, you know, if you have some free time. Yeah, no part-time. kidding. You know, it occurs to me you could, she could also open a restaurant where you speared the oysters with little epes. Oh, great yeah. idea! Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like those Brazilian places with the with the giant skewers. Of yeah, meat. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Curate, yeah, Yeah, you know, because they have these places that sell pokey bowls, and this could be pokey food, but with a completely different kind of poke. Uh-huh. You yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Throw a couple oysters in there. Absolutely. Yeah, some eggs because she raises Maybe. eggs. Yes, yeah. Some eggs, some eggs. Yeah, the got it the all. other thing you could do is have the falcons come and drop the food onto the customers' plates. Oh my gosh, we got. <laughs> I say, I think this some. is the theme restaurant of all. I think I think I think so too. Well, that was a fantastic Murray. Thank you, thank you for that very much. So we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We drove here all the way from Grove, Oklahoma today, about a distance of about 650 miles. And so uh, we will go out with, of course, Neil Young's song, Albuquerque. Um, thank you very much, Thucydides, and thank you to our listeners. Thank you, co-host number one. Thank you, thank you producer. Thanks, and uh, here is Neil Young, Albuquerque. Mm-hmm.